Thank you for joining us on Pack a Backpack Sunday. Today, Pastor Travis will be teaching on serving as an act of worship. Have a great week. All right. Well, welcome to Riverbend Community Church. For those of you who maybe I came a few different times the last few weeks, we just finished our series, Freedom Starts Today. But if you are interested in doing a recap for any of those, they are all online. And what's kind of funny is while we had that series, I kind of had my own series that was like, came out every once in a while. You know how like The Chosen just kind of drops an episode like random times? That's kind of what like this series is. I've been doing my own little series with that has no name about serving. And so this is the third time I've been able, I've had the opportunity to teach on serving. So in a way, we've been doing our own series on serving um, periodically. And so today is Pack a Backpack Sunday. And I'm so excited to see everyone here. I'm so excited that we are having this part of our gathering. But just so you know, the teaching itself will be pretty short. But that doesn't mean like, all right, church ended early. No, like church is the same, like we start at 1030, we end around 1130-ish. So like all the time that we have that's like extra that we're not in here, doing teaching or music, we are actually taking our gathering to the foundations room and we're going to be packing backpacks. And that's actually part of our gathering because we consider that part of worship and part of our day. So I just want to thank you for everyone that's here. Now, if you were planning on like needing to leave early, because that happens, that's happened to me before. Um, I won't be offended that you leave at the backpack time. But if you're planning on being here till 1130, I hope to see you at the backpack time. So, and I'll be talking more about that, but and also how this applies into our full life, not just packing backpacks. And I want us to ask this question today as we're reading scripture and then going through um, our sermon. And even while we're packing backpacks is this question. Are we providing our gifts in service for worship? Are we providing our gifts in service for worship? That's our main question today. And it's not just the question for today. It is the question for the week. And I'd hope you'd ask it even just throughout the week and throughout your life. Am I providing my gifts in service for worship? And we're going to dive into a little bit more of that. Let's look at our passage today. Today our passage is Romans 12, 1 through 8. Romans 12, 1 through 8. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each one of you. For just as each of us has one body and many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, each member belongs to all the others. For we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us, If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. 
If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. And if it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Let's pray over this passage today. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I ask that you will make this scripture come alive into our lives. I ask that we will understand what it means to offer ourselves as an act of worship. And ask that we will be worshiping you right now in all the aspects of our gathering, in the teaching, in the singing, in the serving, in the fellowship, in all the aspects of it. I ask that it will be your word speaking and it will not be mine. And I ask that we will come a little closer to understanding who you are and what it means to worship. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I've been in church my entire life. Probably was in church like the first Sunday I was allowed to, to be in church as a baby. And I think that a lot of times we have a misconception of what it means to worship. I think that a lot of us, and, and sometimes it's just the perception that was introduced, right, is that oh, I worship on Sunday. On Sunday, that's my time for worship. I'm going to go to church on Sunday, and I can't wait to worship when we sing. I can't wait to worship when I'm listening to whoever's on the teaching team. I'm just so excited to worship on Sunday. And the fact is, is that that is 1% of what it means to worship. Because we do not worship just on Sunday. We do not worship just when we're in these four walls. We worship with our life. We worship with our entire being. Because if we're only worshiping on Sunday, we have another six days and then another 52 weeks and then another several, hopefully long time, many years of other times that we want to worship. And so we need to start transitioning how we think and not, I can't wait to worship on this day, but when we wake up, I'm ready to worship because it is part of our life. We jump back into this passage, verses one through two, and it says, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, what Paul is writing to the church of Rome is that, guys, we come together and we offer ourselves to God. We offer our bodies, our souls, our minds, our thoughts and we offer them to God in an act of worship. And so we're actually offering our actions and our being as an act of worship. And what he tells us is if we offer ourselves, that's actually what takes us to the next step that helps us with how we process things, with help us make decisions. Because if we are actively worshiping Jesus Christ, actively going to him and praising him in everything we do, we actually are causing ourselves to be closer to him. We understand his calling in our life more, and it helps us make decisions for his will and his direction instead of our own. But I want us to ask this question, 
Where do we dedicate our actions? Where do we dedicate our actions? Because if our whole being, our whole body, our whole self is worship, every single action we make is worship, where are our actions currently going? Are our actions going to represent Jesus Christ and to honor Jesus Christ or are actions going to represent something else? Because in this world, we have two options when we're talking about our faith and our worship. There's only two options. We're either worshiping Jesus or we're worshiping something else. And our actions show who we worship. Our actions show who and what we believe. Where do our actions go? Where do we dedicate our actions? The world desperately needs to see worship. And most of the world will not come here on Sunday. I mean, I'll blow out walls if we need to. I love it. But the reality is, is most people will stay where they are and do what they do. So if that is where the world is, we need to show the world where our actions are dedicated to, and who we worship in our life. And it goes more into this passage, and this is um, three through five. It says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith of God has distributed to each one of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, through many, form one body, and each member belongs to all of the others. So the church is one body of Christ. This room is one body of Christ, but it has all kinds of individual members. Similar to my fingers, all of my fingers can move individually but they need to be together if I'm actually going to grab something, if I'm going to make my regular cup of coffee in the morning, which I desperately need. But I need all of my, my entire hand to work together. If anything, I've, I've realized in the last two years as my, my wife is actually dealing with traumatic brain injury is there's things that she used to do easily that are just normal day things that now is a lot of work. And what it tells me is, is that the brain and the rest of the members of the body, they work together. They need to work together. And right now, I feel like the American church is dealing with its own traumatic brain injury. Because a lot of times, instead of coming together individually, the church is coming apart individually. And there's all kinds of reasons. I think that I think that the stress of the last two years, stress causes us to sometimes react and not even react how we want. But it's a reality. And I would ask this question, do we individually come together? Do we individually come together? When you look at your life in the last year, when you look at your life in the last two years, do you see yourself as someone, even in disagreement, even in misunderstanding, thinking, I want to be united with other Christians. I want to be united to the church. 
Or have you actually found yourself pulling away from the church instead of individually coming together? Again, the world needs to see worship. And they need to see the body of Christ even in all of our individual opinions, even in all of our individual ways of thought, coming together, working together, and again, worshiping together in everything we do, in how we talk, in how we come alongside each other, in how we serve, even in how we argue. We need to be individually coming together. Can we say that we're doing that in our life right now? Does our life look like someone who's coming together and someone who's actively worshiping Jesus Christ? In our next part of the passage, it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. And if it is teaching, then teach. If it is encourage, then encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And what I love about the, the closing of this passage is he lists all these gifts and callings. And this isn't even the whole bag. We have so many more gifts and callings. And now in our world, we have so many different ways to use our gifts and callings. But what he's saying is saying, you have a gift and you have a calling and we need to do it in Christ. And our gift and calling needs to show your worship in Christ. Every single person here, every single person watching online right now, Every single person who stumbled upon our YouTube page, however it looks, every single person has a gift and a call. I think a lot of times the devil, the world says, you don't have anything to offer. What, what can you offer? And Jesus is always saying, I have something for you to offer. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. I specifically gave you this gift, this skill, this calling, and the only one who can do it is you. Every single person has a special gift and calling, and some of them are similar, and some of them are completely different. But we're all individually made, beautifully individually made, and we all have something that we can do and then there's other people who can't do it. Like you, you are the, the, the piece of the puzzle that's bringing it all together. And we do it to worship our God. We don't do it because we're supposed to. Like serving is not a list of like, man, I'm supposed to do something. Man, like, oh, I, I got to get up and I got to get there early because I have to do this. I'm, I signed up. It's my responsibility. I'm not saying signing up. I'm not saying responsibilities are bad. But I'm saying that we do these things as an act of worship. Again, when we wake up in the morning, it isn't, all right, so I, I can't wait to worship at this time. When we I'm ready to worship in everything I do, from, from up to sleep, I'm ready to worship. 
I will ask this question again. Are we providing our gifts and service for worship? If, when you look at your life, when you look at this last week, when you're looking at the week ahead, and you say that my gifts, my service, my actions, they are committed to worshiping the Lord my God. And that's in all we do. That's how we treat our neighbors. That's how we treat our strangers around us. That's how we, we talk to our kids from, from birth to all the way up to 17-year-old. You're driving me crazy. We act in worship. How we talk to our parents, we act in worship. How we pack backpacks, we act in worship. How we serve children in foundations or the climb or impressions or ripple ministry or something else that you do entirely on your own, we do it in an act of worship. It isn't a checklist. It isn't a to-do. It is worshiping the God who wonderfully wonderfully made us. But is that how we're approaching? Is that how we're living? Are we living in a life of, are we provided our gifts for service and worship? I'm going to try to speed through my finale or last part of the talk. Again, I'm about to finish, and that's not the end of worship. We're going to sing, we're going to pray, and we're going to serve. Because worship does not end when you leave this room. Worship is a way of life. Worship brings you close to the Lord, and we always want to be closer with the Lord. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to, we're going to start transitioning, not ending, transitioning what, what today is going to look like. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you that you created us to worship. And that makes us alive and it brings us closer to you. I thank you so much that we have that opportunity. I ask that if there's anyone here who wants to know more about worshiping, that they'll, they'll grab me, they'll grab Pastor Chris, and, and it has any questions about worshiping you. Thank you for your word and your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to transition to how, how do we respond to, to what we've heard. There are so many cool ways to respond. One of them is text decided. Now, if today's your first day and you're like, well, I'm excited about packing a backpack, but I have no idea who Jesus is, I would love to talk with you about who Jesus is and what we mean when we say worship. You just text the word decided. This is the phone number. And you can text, if you text that number, you can text anything you want. That, you can text a question, and I will do my best to answer that question. We'll get back to you this week. But the word text decided or something else of a question that you might have about what it means to know Jesus, what it means to serve. Another way of responding is through giving. And this passage says, those who are called to give, give generously. And we have five ways. You can do it through text, through our app. You can mail it in or, or give us the check in our basket. Or you can go online to riverbendonline.org slash give, and you can give um, generously through that. And we're about to sing. We're about to respond in singing. But there is one, we want to start sharing stories of how we can respond. And I'm going to have the Gimmel family come up and talk about how they've responded in worship and serving in foundations and how that's been a blessing for their family. They're going to come up. I think we have their mic. And as they, they're going to share that. And then right after that, we're going to go into responding in song 
And then there's going to be a, an instruction video of how we're going to worship and serving together today. As, um, as Pastor Travis was talking about worship um, and service as worship, we truly have really enjoyed We spent a lot of time in the foundations area over the last few years, and we truly do feel like we've been blessed to be able to serve in that way. Um, and it's, there's so many parts of that. You know, on one hand, we're serving the youngest generation of our church, the next generation of our church, in pointing them towards Christ, um, whether it be just from holding a baby or, you know, singing silly songs or reading a simple Bible story. Um, it's really been a great blessing to point the youngest generation towards Christ. Um, also, we feel like we also are serving some of the parents as we've been in that position where you, <laughs> where you are, you know, trying to listen to the sermon, but you're also trying to, like, keep your kids quiet and knowing that they're not getting anything or not getting much maybe out of the sermon um, as much as you'd like them to. So having them be able to go somewhere and get that on their level in what you know my son would call kids' church is um, makes me feel like not only are we serving the children, we're also helping the parents out a bit as well. Um, and it truly has been just such a, such a blessing for us, being able to watch so many of these kids as they're growing up and watching them um, you know, learn more about Jesus. And I usually just do what I'm told. So, so I just say, okay, I'll help out. And that's how it kind of started with me, um, that I'll just help out and do whatever you tell me because it's a lot easier that way. Right, gentlemen? So that's right. So it started out with me just saying, okay, I'll just do it. But then I realized, like... I don't know, I think we have some pretty cool kids here at Riverbend, and I kind of like hanging out with them better than hanging out with some of the adults. Um, I'm kidding, kidding. Um, but no, it's, it is. It's a lot of fun when we're back there. Um, it's not just babysitting. Um, we really do try to uh, present the gospel in a way um, that is on the level of the kids. Um, so we're not trying to talk over them or talk under them. We really are trying to um, meet them where they are as well. Um, but um, it's, it's getting to a point now where we're trying to transition back into real life, um, and we need your help. We need your help because we have lots of space to fill, spaces to fill, um, to help watch and, and help with these kids. Um, so I'm asking, imploring, pleading, um, help us. You know, it's, it's an hour out of your time. Or, you know, once once a month, if that. It's, um, but again, it's it's a lot of fun. Um. I just want to say too, you don't have to be a teacher because I clearly am not. The last year and a half of e-learning has shown me that I am not a teacher, <laughs> so you don't need to have those teaching skills. So if that is something that's holding you back, um, it really is just being able to kind of like love on the kids and spend time with them and have fun. I just, yeah, because. Like I said, that's something that always kind of held me back a little. Um, and like I said, now it's very clear I was not meant to be a teacher. So. <laughs> that's true. I'm kidding. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank Let's give it up for the Gimmels. Thank you guys so much for your service to the next generation. And if you guys want to know how you can tangibly step into the foundations area, we've created 
a link on the foundations page on our site. It's riverbendonline.org slash foundations. And there's a link right at the top of the page. Let's you know exactly where those needs are um, so you're not questioning. And um, there's a little sign-up form there where you just basically fill out your email and your, your name, and we'll reach out to you with any next steps. We want to make this really easy for those who have a passion and a heart for serving the next generation. Um, so as we continue, and as we're about to pack these backpacks, we're going to uh, first worship through song. And this is a song called Living Hope, and this is truly why we serve. I think it's important as Christians to remember the why behind we are serving. This is not, like Travis said, a to-do list. This is in direct response to our Creator and the one who came to us when we were dead in our sin. There was a, a large chasm between us and God's perfection, and he bridged that gap when we couldn't. And as a result, this is why we serve. This song is all about that. So let these lyrics penetrate your heart and then allow that to drive you in our tangible service here today. So let's sing this song together. Why don't you guys stand with us and we'll sing. Grace, the God of 
service for those in our community, Lord, I pray that we would remember, Lord, the reason why we do this is because you first loved us. Lord, I pray that that truth would affect us today. Your love is unchanging, and Lord, as a result, that is why we serve you. So we give this, these next minutes, this next week, this next month and year, Lord, to you, and I pray that our bodies would Worship you, a worship that's a moment-by-moment expression. We're responding to your love. So we just pray that you would fill us with your spirit and that you'd fill us with gratitude that we've been given something that we don't deserve and that we would, in part, uh, serve in an imperfect way, Lord, um, those around us in the same way by responding to you. We thank you for what you're going to do, and we just thank you so much for your great love for us. In Jesus' name, amen.